baby, like coast to coast. But on demand, raw and uncut interviews, and all without no ads. Was this false and one says true? And the rage of sync grows too. America, America is here for you. Stories from the listeners, they sent to Graham. He'll read the man, be amazed. But Darren may say no. One says red and one says blue. But if it's balls, it just won't do. America, America is here not moving with me okay you want to do something yeah all right we've got a little swap cast for you a little bonus episode chris snipes from the melt he's got a fantastic podcast we were just going to go on his show but we thought uh he was like well let's maybe we should do a swap cast so uh we're not we were talking about what's the etiquette for this <laughs> <laughs> and I think there is no etiquette, really. We make it up ourselves. Some people like it. Some people don't. We're totally fine with it. We'll throw this episode out in our feed and your feed, and it's uh, great, yes. to, great to meet you. Yeah, we'll throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Yep. Yes, good to meet you, too, Did after a long while. Pot, swap cast? No, no, we didn't no? coin it at all, no. We should, we should try just running with that. <laughs> <laughs> the inventors be- of swap casting. <laughs> We could at least write a book on on swap cast etiquette. That's right. That's right. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do love your show. I mean, it's it's fascinating to me that uh, we were trying to schedule a show together. You, you had asked mm-hmm. us to come on, and I start. I always like to, even when we're going on another show, I like to try and listen to it and find out what uh, what's up with with them. And and it's just a fascinating to see a lot of the same guests that we've had on, mm-hmm. and. And I'm not trying to like reinforce this bubble, but <laughs> it's the, just really interesting conversations and stuff that we talk about here and the same kind of just open-minded or what, how we try to be open-minded and look at all Absolutely. different sides. And, and uh, yeah, it's just good to, you know, it's, it's just fun when I'm doing sort of, I would call it kind of research for the show because I'm listening <laughs> to something where me and it, and it's just thoroughly enjoyable. So I always, I always appreciate that. Well, thanks so much, man. Yeah. That's, that means a lot coming from you. Yeah, I've I've uh, been a fan of your guys' show for two or three years now, so it's nice to be able to interact in real time. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you hit a lot of the same topics. I know you wanted to talk about the Great Reset a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you approaching COVID quite a bit with your show? Like, how do you how do you how do you yeah. balance that out? Well, I saw that you guys had uh, uh, Pam Popper on. Yep. Yeah, I've had her on a couple of times. She, as you know, she's fucking incredible. She's right on it. I really like her take on uh, approaching it through the legal system, something that I would never think of, but kind of taking these people down by calling them on their words and making them have, you know, back it up with something like, is this an emergency? Okay, define emergency. You can't, can you? Because it's not an emergency. So it's great to... uh, talk to her. I talk to people that are, well, Dell Big Tree. Have you, you guys yep. have had Dell on, right? Yep. Yeah. He's a great source of information about this stuff. So those episodes, I kind of squeeze them out in between my bi-weekly shows because they're a little more timely because shit changes so much, you know? So I, I think it's, you know, I know that you guys don't, or you have mentioned at least, uh, Graham, that you, you don't like to talk about it all the time, but it's hard not to, in a sense, because it's something we're all having to face on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's, uh, you know, especially people of like mind need to stick together and kind of, you know, find a way to navigate this absolute insanity. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, I mean, I, I'm sort of of your mind where I feel like we should talk about it a little bit more. Darren is sort of of the other where he doesn't want to talk about it all the time. So we try and pick, pick and choose the episodes where we approach it. Cause like you said, usually it's timely. So you can't yeah. just have a whole bunch in the can at once. Uh, sure. We should just start another podcast. Just the COVID podcast. The COVID, COVID podcast. talk. We'll call COVID it talk. COVID talk. Eh? You can put COVID it talk eh? And it could be on Romkin or whatever. Rothkin. Rockfin. Rockfin. That too. I mean, we want to be multi-platform. Are you I guys just, on Rockfin? I just signed up for it last night. Me too. Uh, a couple of days ago. Oh my actually. god, that's hilarious! After hearing yeah. one of your episodes. Oh wow! 
That's fantastic. Yeah. I like it so yeah. far. The functionality is pretty good. I like it. I mean, the the people that are on there are they really like it. So it might be a, an alternative for us. Yeah. Can we just set up sure. a vlog on there where I, when I'm a, when I'm having a rant mode, I can just come down here and fucking give her, and you do that, and it's just people pay. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't want to. I can't do that. You can do that if you want. I don't. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'll get arrested. You don't. You don't have a key. I don't think so. No, no, no. I, I just don't like to. To put, I don't like, like the pressure of having to rant myself. I mean, I like oh, to yeah, interview yeah. people and ask questions. I feel like I don't know enough about anything, to be honest with you. I, know I, I hear you. A lot about little things because I have a lot of yeah. different interests, but I can't dig. I was. I'd rather it, write a rant so I can like correct it and, and read it out. Yeah, exactly. Well, you guess you could read it, but you'd know you were reading it unless you're a good reader. Well, some of the YouTubers do a pretty good <laughs> job at, at, at narrating their rants that's, to make them sound like rants, but they're written. But it's nice yeah. to be able to go back at it and take a look and make sure you haven't come off like a fucking retard. Exactly. Because that I just destroys off. the whole rant. It does. It does. I go off on a tangent and I lose my train of thought in mid tangent. And that doesn't, that doesn't make for a good tangent, does it? But you look like a fucking idiot. Or you go on a great rap, but you say Nassau a couple of times and people can't take you serious. <laughs> what is it? Yes. What's it supposed to be? NASA. NASA? Yeah. NASA. Just like NASA. NASA? Okay, I'll try it. Okay. Nassau. That sounds so, very deep south from the, from the, that's 1860s or yeah. something. Nuclear. Like, um, what were we going to say, Graham? Oh, uh, just, I mean, I hear these researchers, like I was listening to some shows on Rockfin today, actually, about the Great Reset. I mean, it's mm -hmm. John Stone and Jason Burma had a great one, and then Jay Dyer was on with Isaac Weishaupt. And they, these oh, guys yeah. rattle off all these, like, they've been researching this stuff, and they rattle off all these uh, facts and connections and information, and it's just like... You know, I don't know if I could ever get there to the point where I I know that much. I mean, exactly. So those are some really. If people want to know more, those are some great shows with guys getting pretty deep into the the geopolitics mm -hmm. of it. But yeah. I mean, I I know it's it's happening, and they're not they're not um, shy about it. But they're cou they're couching it in the in the you know um, very clean terms. You know, it's the build back better. It's the yep. It does sound on the surface. <clears throat> Like it's uh, sustainable and good intentions and all, but I mean, I just don't trust any of that. Absolutely but it's, not. But I don't know if I can articulate it to people that aren't really there yet. I don't know if I yeah. could be that guy to do that. Sure, sure. And Klaus Schmidt, I'm not sure he's the the figurehead either. He sounds like a fucking James Bond foe. Like, have you ever have you heard the guy talk? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I've seen him God. in this weird black triangular uniform too, and he looks yeah. like he's right out of a Star Wars film or something. Yeah, it's creepy. Totally fucking creepy. Yeah, it's the it's the a good way of putting it is the new new world order. It's like, but the new world order sounds so fascistic, and yes. the Great Reset but sounds like it's a good business move. You but know? I think they've started to use new terminology. I mean, the other people I was listening to was uh, the propaganda report on the on the Rothkin as well, and they're <laughs> and they're talking about the Council of Councils, right? So the the Council on Foreign Relations is the American version of one of these councils, but there's also a council of these councils that is talking about this multilateral plan. You're gonna see you're gonna see this multilateral lingo now, multilateralism. So they were basically saying that 70 million. They're disgusted by 70 million Americans right now who actually voted for uniformism, let's say, or mm -hmm. not multilateralism, but unilateralism, you know, they want to destroy that and become, so they're using, they're starting to use more different terms. I think global civil society and, and there's now a society of societies. I mean, this is their own lingo. They're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, a conglomeration of NGOs and charities and all these multinational societies or yeah. I don't even know if you can call them societies, but they're starting to call them societies. And there's a society of these, again, this, this hierarchy of non-elected people trying to run the world. I mean, how can that exactly. go good? I mean, exactly. I, you know, they're starting off using this big, what I would call this overreaction hoax. It's that I'm not saying that the thing isn't real, but they're using this hoax as a springboard into this new world order, the great reset, which they're not shy about. And there's yep. a million holes through the narrative. I mean, so if this is the way they're starting off their little push into, you know, a progressive new world order, I mean, that they're, they're not, I, I, to me, there's just no, 
it just doesn't uh, doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit, it doesn't. you know. And then and then you're going to do rolling rolling um, rolling lockdowns for climate change. And I mean, one there's going to be one thing, and, and maybe these people believe in what they're doing and they have the best intention for the world. Maybe that's the case, but maybe we all don't want to be in in that technocratic takeover. You know, maybe exactly. we just want to be free. It seems like power in fewer hands. I mean, it's in few enough hands as it is, but this seems like it's just, you know, it's condensing the power into it. All roads lead back to the same place, but maybe they always have. Maybe it's just, this is just a more obvious way of doing it. But yeah, safety, safety playing on people's insecurities and this fear that is pumped into the uh, atmosphere about uh, the, the metaphorical atmosphere about COVID and how people are, you know, they've got everybody turning against each other and being suspicious and, you know, mask mask wearing masks becomes a virtue signal, even though it's been proven that it doesn't do any good and actually may do bad. Yeah. It may do bad. So, That's where I'm at. Yeah. I think it's doing worse. I mean, I Absolutely. really do. I feel, I feel pretty awkward um, around people in masks in a new environment since our latest, uh, Lockdown measures mm-hmm. came into place a week ago now, Darren. Was it a week already? Uh, I, I, 25th I or 26th? Yeah, I don't know. Wrong guy. Yeah, but I mean, you just had that experience <laughs> today you're talking about before we started recording this. Oh, I scared the lady. On I the, this bad. lady. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. The people are freaked out. I mean, they're freaked out. There's fear. And, and, I just start and, wearing my face shield and, everywhere. And people want to throw the, you know, the death count at you and all this stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and, oh, there's more people in the hospitals. And yes, I, I understand that. But, you know, maybe people wouldn't be going to the hospital for some of the things they're going for if they weren't scared yep. shitless that they're going to exactly. die of this. Exactly. I mean, where is the, where's the health measures that you can do at home? Your vitamin D, your vitamin C. You know, your zinc. Why Why aren't we getting a little bit of sun and some exercise? Well, there's no talk of that at all. Still, yep. after all these months when we've been bitching about that for since the beginning, where's yep. the natural stuff? There's natural cures. Oh, or study. Even- yeah, go ahead. Hydrochloroquine. Yeah. I mean, that's that has much more of a, of a history to it of success than any of this other shit. Certainly a vaccine that's only been tested for what? Five or six months? Are you yeah. kidding me? It's <laughs> ridiculous. The ones that have been tested for five or six years are dangerous. And they're or- go ahead. The ones that have been tested for fifty years are dangerous. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There was just a poll here. I just came across it before we started recording. And they're already. It's just. Oh, it's just. I. 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 I'm having a real hard time with this. Mm-hmm. The poll is: um, Should people have to provide proof of COVID nineteen immunization in order to access? businesses and services this is in our local local uh newspaper the anchor insane the anchor no ctv ctv news oh, so oh maybe it's no it's calgary ctv calgary i don't and live it's, in calgary good yeah but it's right our next door paper, so our local paper is the anchor just so, so you know luckily it's right now at 61 percent no and 39 percent uh yes but i mean just the fact that they're already assuming that people there's going to be a vaccine that works and people are going to be yep. taking it. I mean, and exactly. now they're already they're already at the point where they're just saying, "Hey, should you need to prove that before?" If they've had this vaccine, why why do they why do they need why do they care what we do? Absolutely. And do you guys have anything like equivalent to Operation Warp Speed? going on there no yes it's called operation empty your freaking federal wallet <laughs> to fund warp speed and all these other initiatives uh, we just like funding everything it's not they just send so billions nuts. of dollars they fund all the stuff with billions of dollars going to these initiatives it's just disgusting it's a big pharma is just really coming in and they're making their big play this is it and oh like God, you said yeah. They've been planning this stuff for for years. This is just now the technology and the tool to enable them to really start taking over the world. It's perfect timing. Yeah, it's perfect timing. And Mm -hmm. and then at the same time, they can get Trump out and they can get the unilateralism out of the way, get Mm -hmm. us into this global society. Yep. And they've been, I mean, I'm reading these secret societies books and, and this stuff has been, there's been these push and pulls of European uh, secret societies and, and global, like people always trying to take over this and that and create wars and fund this and fund that. And now I feel like it's gone from that where there's obviously still some of those more esoteric ones running some of the stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. but I also feel like now they're just NGOs, you know, now they're in the open. 
They're just mm-hmm. fake charities and NGOs that are funding yep. funding everything and running running the running the thing here. It's the yeah. new sort of like kind of the modern modern age of those. Instead of all these other societies that are sort of semi secret, now it's just all in the open. They don't even they mm-hmm. don't even care now. They just say what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think the technocratic aspect of it is pretty sinister and and chilling too you know like how uh they want everything to be digital obviously we've known about this that you know slowly we're turning into a cashless society all your medical records can be accessed through a chip in your wrist or you know they'll probably start with something like a little fitbit that you wear on your on your uh, wrist first and foremost so it doesn't seem as sinister you can take it off if you want to but Everything is going to be controlled technologically and from a distance. And that's, you know, that, that we're used to that equating with convenience for our end of things. But it's also convenient for them to control everything that goes through those channels. It's yeah. very Book of Revelations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and a, a part of me, like, we all knew that things weren't, weren't correct. I mean, we all kind of wanted, I mean, especially in this community, we wanted a, a reset of some sorts. I mean, we don't sure. want to use up all their resources. We want to take care of the environment. We want to, we know that people can't hardly make a living. I mean, there needs to be, you know, most of us went yeah. through the zeitgeist phases and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've thought about money being evil, all these weird things that we would rather have this, you know, abundant society, but we don't even mm-hmm. get the choice now. It seems like yeah. just if we, I wish they could just say, Hey, if you guys want to live in this technocratic society, we're going to just jab you with all this stuff and we're going to basically turn you into a transhuman mm-hmm. and, or, or, or not, if you don't want to just yep. go, go somewhere else, you know, yeah, I wish but you have to be on an island yeah, somewhere. yeah, but now there's not, now it's just that you're not going to, you're going to be, you know, shunned. And, uh, but I mean, I think this is where we're at now. It's, it's happening. Sure. Yeah. I don't think there's any, I don't know how much of it is threats and how, how, if they'll, if they'll accept a 50% uh, success rate on this initiative, you know, mm-hmm. if, as long as they get their vaccines out, maybe that's enough. Maybe they'll, they'll back off a little bit or maybe after, um, after Biden fully takes the hell, maybe they'll back oh, off God. a bit. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to end, but it's too late to wake people up. I mean, that's not something we can do anymore. Yeah. It's now, sure. I, I feel like now it's connect with, People, like-minded people in your local community, maybe get on an, a, an app, a chat app, like a WhatsApp mm-hmm. or something with them or make some plans. Or I, I just feel like just having those talks with your loved ones that like, hey, this is this is what I'm going to do if they come with the, the needle. I'm not going to take it. And that might mean <clears throat> this or that. And maybe prepare for disengaging for a couple of years. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a fucking Black Mirror episode. It is. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Totally. Have you guys lost any any friends, any people that maybe acquaintances or something throughout all this because you're disagreed with them, or they oh, disagreed oh, with lost you? Rather? That way, I was thinking yeah. you meant lost. Uh, totally. No, 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 no. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, I feel super grateful. I flip flop back and forth between disappointed with humanity completely <laughs> and super grateful that I have tons of support, like my family, my girlfriend even work people, friends mm-hmm. here, everybody's very supportive. I can talk to everybody. I can pretty much Fantastic. say what I feel. And mm-hmm. it's like we were talking about before when Darren walks around without a mask on and me too, even they're probably like, nobody really shames you. Sometimes mm-hmm. they get scared like Darren was saying today, but it's pretty good. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. pretty supportive, but good. Uh, the guy that organized the rally in Calgary last weekend just got a knock on the door from the cops. So this is coming right out of like what was happening four months ago in Australia or England. You know, you see all those viral videos and they're fining him. What was it? They fined him like $1,250, I think, for organizing more than 10 people together. What was the rally? Uh, Freedom Walk kind of thing. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Like an anti-mask. Anti- sort of yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they're well, starting to physically come to your door and try and give you fines for organizing stuff like that. Which mm-hmm. might be the best case scenario. I mean, it might be good to get a fine because then you get a court date and then you can start a GoFundMe or something and hopefully get a bunch of money in it. Not a bunch, but, you know, 10 or 20 grand so you can hire mm-hmm. a good fucking lawyer sure. and start bringing some of this stuff in front of the courts and see how they're mm-hmm. going to weigh in on it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you guys uh, signed any of Pam Popper's petitions or signed up to her site? Are you members of, I guess you're not Americans though, are exactly, you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I went to do it. Shit. I went to do it and I was like, yeah, it's probably not, you know. Damn. Yeah. Probably uh, Americans, yeah. We gotta have a make Canada free again. Yeah, we do have a freedom for Canada. We might have them on. Uh, we do have them on uh, next. Oh, I'm hoping to have them on next week. I don't know. I oh, don't cool. think it's anywhere near what Pam's got going on. But there's a couple mm -hmm. initiatives happening here in Canada. So gotcha. Yeah. Well, I, as I said uh, before, you hit record. I'm in grocery stores a lot, so I hear a lot of chatter, and people love to chatter loudly. And I hear, you know. Well, I hear that the, the emergency rooms are just overflowing. So I, you know, after hearing that enough that, you know, I had a visceral reaction to that. Like, well, maybe there is something to this. So uh, a friend, well, actually somebody, a woman whose kid goes to the same school my kid does. Um, she works in the local hospital. So I thought, well, I'll just text her and see, you know, what the hell's going on from her point of view. So I said, I asked some very simple questions. I just said, so is this, are you, is, are the emergency rooms overflowed? Are you guys just brimming over with COVID patients and uh, some very non-confrontative, you know, just sort of acting like I was new to all this, just asking questions. And so she started just giving me some information. Well, you know, we've got 33 member or 33 patients in the hospital now, and uh, they have COVID, and uh, you know, it's pretty intense. We're making room for more. And I said, okay. Well, then I started asking questions that were a little deeper than that. Like, okay, do they did they test positive for COVID? Are they sick with COVID, or do they have COVID and they're sick with something else? They have some comorbidity or something like that. And she started to get a little more abrasive. Um, anyway, the text, this lasted over a period of probably 48 hours, ended up with her telling me that she hopes that I die. Wow. Uh, and that my questions were very passive aggressive and almost assaulting to her. Uh, and that, you know, if me or my kids or my girlfriend end up in the hospital. She'll take care of us because that's what she does. But she, she, she wishes the worst for us. And I said, well, you know, 33 people out of a population of 98,173 doesn't seem that bad, you know, especially since most of them probably aren't suffering from COVID proper. And she just went apeshit. She stopped speaking any reason whatsoever and then you know ended with hoping that i die so that's i've known her for like eight years and that's what it's come to so it's just insane yeah that's crazy i have a i've been hearing a little bit that the hospitals are getting busier too from people that i know not just from the news and all that so i appreciate mm -hmm. that that's happening and and sure. I've, I've heard a lot of deconstruction from no agenda that that have talked about examples of the media just saying well it's a hundred percent increase when really the you know the 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 attendance could go from two to four and they're calling it a hundred percent increase like making yeah. it seem like it's you know it's a big exactly. different big difference between 40 to 80 than two to four, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, but that's the thing is I ask, I try and ask some more questions like from people that are telling me, well, I know a friend that works in the hospital and he's telling me that there's, it's increased. I'm like, well, is this from people that are really sick or is this from people that are just testing positive, but aren't showing signs or, how, yeah. or they're in there for something else because that's what happened in the, when they opened everything back up, the cases went up because everybody went to the hospital and they tested everybody. Yep, so exactly. you're going to get that percentage of positives no matter what, depending on where, where, how you're testing. So, but you can't even, you can't even get any answers about these. Even people mm -hmm. that have had people die of COVID. Like I, I just try and ask, like, was it only from COVID? How was it? Like, was he really mm -hmm. sick? Was it, you know, like, uh, I think a friend Darren of Darren's died as a, of a heart attack and they put it down as COVID. They actually called the, the family and said, we're putting this as COVID on the death certificate, even though it was they a heart attack. A yeah. They sent a letter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but you can't like, you're right. You can't, as soon as you start asking these basic questions, which should mm -hmm. be part of the fundamental data infrastructure, Absolutely. What did they die from? Not just with, and was it, mm -hmm. you know, which, which actually Alberta has pretty good stats on the comorbidities. I mean, it, it, it kind of created a couple national headlines there because they're like, all we need to know about COVID is what Alberta is telling us with their data, because it was <laughs> saying that there was 
well, do you want to pull up the stats actually, or should I? Right. Basically saying that like, what is it? Sixty percent of the people that passed away had three comorbidities, and then the ne- the next twenty had two, and the next ten had one, mm-hmm. and there was ten people in the province. Of all the f- 500 deaths to start with here, the, the year, mm-hmm. t- year to date mm-hmm. were from COVID only. And, but nobody, nobody else is taking the, this, uh, inf- nobody else is, uh, um, capturing, capturing not, this information. That was not from the official. Alberta. Yes, it was. It was, I've been on there since then a couple of times. It's from someone the, mined it out. No, no, no. It's from the actual, it's actually great. There's a, da- there's a, there's a, if you go to alberta.ca, you'll find it on there, go to there and they'll find it. You give the statistics, statistics, statistics map or the, no, the, yeah, that's yeah. The, right there. Over here for no. now. You think you just passed it? And yeah. In, in Canada, do people do the hospitals? One above. Get, one above. Sorry. One. Yeah. Do the hospitals get money yeah. when they call it COVID? No, it's not the same. That's one of the mm-hmm. that's one of the benefits, right? I think that's really one of the reason why our death rate is is down as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been some real oh, messes with the with the compensation of of all this i mean even the states were getting like i mean and the stuff you hear about it once and then it gets glossed over and nobody talks about it but the states were getting a, upwards of 100 or 200,000 per case in some instances like how can yeah. that be but yeah you know the cases are going going way up and and then oh so so what i was getting at is is that even though the the top health officials of Canada and the US have said they've said we are going to put down COVID as on the death certificate, even if it's if they died with it, but not from it. I mean, they've come out and said this. Yeah. How can that not raise a bunch of red flags? How can exactly. anybody be analyzing any data if they're exactly. just saying they're putting it on? on all the, and there's so much at stake. It's not like yeah. it, there's a little bit at stake. I mean, they're, they're basically ruining the global economy. It's the, it is the, 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 demo, the controlled demolition of yep. the American empire. Yep. The Western, so, the Western Empire. It's so fragmented too. Everybody can take their own little sliver of the of the pie and get the whatever information they want to zoom in on that and exclude all other information. Yeah, and that's especially in something like this. And I don't know what it's like there, but here you're so shamed and <laughs> called a complete kook if you even question the narrative. Exactly. If you even question it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's nuts. And yet, that's all nuts. you could do, you don't even have to use. You just have to use your own data. This is what's yeah. so crazy making about it. Sure, there's a bunch of go, yeah. Even, even on even website. on masks. I mean, even if you look back at, hey, this is where your mask mandate was. This is where your lockdown was. Look what's happened to the cases. I mean, it yep. can't get much worse than that. Exactly. You really think that the masks are helping now, and you're pushing them even farther when you've seen the cases rise? Yep. So Darren's got it open here. The initial, uh, sorry to get all, all excited. I'm just, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a, get excited. He gets excited. He gets excited. So Darren's okay. got it open here. Have him take his blood pressure pills. I'll go through it. So speaking of which, you got to calm down because hypertension is the number one COVID comorbidity. <laughs> yes. You got to take your vitamin D. My girlfriend keeps saying, take your vitamin D. Yeah. So we've yes. got, uh, 87.6% of people who've died of COVID have had hypertension. Uh, there is a note that says one individual can have multiple conditions. So out of uh, 500 and some deaths in Alberta up till now. This is like official data. 87, <laughs> 87.6% of the people have had hypertension. 57.7% have had dementia. 54.5% of had cardiovascular diseases, 43.4% diabetes, uh, 43.3% renal diseases, 38.6% respiratory diseases. Uh, so you can think if 87%, so 9 out of every 10 have the hypertension. So every mm-hmm. out of these are added to that. So that means pretty much you can go scroll down and there's so a visual a representation of, of that. have even three, three of these. So we mm-hmm. got, uh, so go down to the colors. Yeah. So there, so the deceased on the deceased uh, on the left, right? De- well, where are you going? What? Here okay. It is. Okay. Here's your one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. With no comorbidity, 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 <laughs> 11 people in Alberta, which equates to 2% of all deaths. 
with mm-hmm. one condition, there's been 27 people, 5% of all deaths. With two conditions, plus COVID, there has been 86 deaths, which is 15.9% of the deaths. And then with three or more conditions coming in at 417 or 77.1, four out of five, three out of four, somewhere in between there, uh, 7.7 out of 10 people have three or more comorbidities at time of death with those top comorbidities being like hypertension and, uh, mm-hmm. and dementia. So that's mm-hmm. not to minimize any any deaths at all, but it's to it's not. to put things into perspective. I mean, yeah, here absolutely. we are shutting down completely and masking everybody up when the, obviously mm-hmm. the people that are very vulnerable are the ones suffering from this. So we yeah. haven't even been able to stop the vulnerable people from from getting this and mm-hmm. dying with this or from this. Mm-hmm. And and there's two eleven people that apparently had no comorbidity. I don't know what the, the situation is with that, but sure. Um, that's terrible. But I mean, but look at what we're too. doing. I mean, so, look at what we're doing. So now we do need to come in on those 11 people that have died with no comorbidities. Uh, the average age is 82. Mm-hmm. And the life expectancy in Canada is 82.25 years. <laughs> so old age is what they died of. So it would seem that. <laughs> but they did. tested positive, or did they even? Yeah, I mean, they might have just coughed before they passed it, away. You're within a percentile of being. I mean, if you call the average life expectancy as being a comorbidity, which I would argue you could take the average life expectancy for a country or region and call that once you're past that, that's a comorbidity. Mm-hmm. You're past the point yeah. where the average person makes it. So then you're, you, I mean, Look at you it's almost like the warranty. Out. <laughs> right when the fucking warranty expires, you motherfuckers. <laughs> well, it's like, it reminds me of the old Saturday Night Live episode back in the 70s when it was still good, uh, where John Belushi is a cop. He breaks into this apartment, throws a pot, uh, a bag of pot on this, uh, so that they have to catch it. And then he shoots them and he says it's another pot related death. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Totally what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in Alberta, our life expectancy is actually only uh, 81.5. So those people were actually doing good. Yeah. So, I mean, so you got to think half of those people are below that if that's the average. So you're talking (laughs) about, honestly, if we're going to take old age as a comorbidity, you're talking about five people out of, you know, 20,000 active cases now. More like, you know, however many it's been over the course of what's going on a year, 10 mm-hmm. months, eight months, nine months. Yeah. And I think you're coming up with, you know, because everyone's like, where's, <coughs> where's this 99.997? Well, there's, that's where it comes from. Yeah, that's, that's where, it comes, where from. it comes from. Start taking the average life expectancy for your region as a comorbidity. And then, yep. and I'm not, I mean, I've got, you know, people I know that are in that age group and I don't want to see anything happen to them. But at of course. the same time. But why are I you putting all the money, billions of dollars into protecting well, them? This is it. I yeah. think pharma's straight up just taking a run on it. Oh, yeah. This is pharma just, they, this is at the at the least malevolent level. I think it's fucking a bunch of pharma companies taking a fucking run on it. And dudes like dudes in government are just dopes like us, except the difference being they really, 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 really care what people think about them. Because that mm-hmm. is like a politician to me. And there's a couple kinds of politicians, but, you know, the the kind that is seems to be more prevalent is the kind that is in it for personal prestige and, you know, look, power. At, look at me, power. You know, there mm-hmm. seems to be less and less of the people that are actually trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of beholden to none of them want to be Trump. And and Trump yeah. on a certain level isn't even he's pushing back against COVID. I'll, I'll, I'll give, but he's not pushing back super hard. He's like sure. somewhat doing it in a way to pacify both sides. Yeah, even exactly. Trump, you know, which which we could which we could probably hold up as the pinnacle of fucking anti-establishment, anti-media. Mm-hmm. Love him or hate him, him sure. and the fucking establishment don't get along, and they like to fight publicly. And he's mm-hmm. you know more apt to to say things that maybe wouldn't have been said said before in that position and and even he can only go so far 
right? And yeah. and and I mean, I would argue that's because he's controlled opposition, and that's that's very much by design. But now take a Justin Trudeau or a Jason Kenney or a guy who, like, I don't think our premier in Alberta could handle going viral and having half the world call them names and everywhere you turn, like you need mm-hmm. to be. So, so you get stuck in this point where if 60% of the population, and I think it might be more than that, like we might, I, it's hard to tell exactly where the barometer is of where people think on COVID because it seems I to think be, it's half and half. It's, in a way, but it's right? not half and half. Cause it's not just a needle in the middle. It's this weird, like spectrum. There's a like big, autism. There's, a, there's a big middle section. I think that, yeah. that don't really buy it, but they don't really know what and to do. And they haven't really looked into it. it. Yeah. There's different levels of what they're willing to put up with and it's this this weird sort of spectrum. But I just feel like there's they're stuck. So if you take that and put all that spectrum together and the people that are scared are are naturally more vocal about it. And, and the people who aren't are like us, we're bitching about it on the internet as opposed to, you know, blowing up the 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 go- local government office or the provincial yeah, government not office. blowing it up or, like, like i mean blowing up the phone line yeah you know yeah I mean? Jesus. Like, like freaking yeah. out <laughs> you like, already blow- got us sucked <laughs> off youtube you're already advocating <laughs> violence and we're off i didn't YouTube. mean that i meant blowing up the phone lines yeah. those are the people that are calling in and and even our local people in chestermere said that so many people have have called freaking out about why isn't everyone wearing masks yeah, yeah. that we feel cornered and that's mm-hmm. because they're the the vocal minority, I would say. Whereas, sure. but that, that doesn't seem to be going away. And those are the people that. So you get this weird thing, and it's like this thing with like the whole world right now, where it seems like everyone's super super divided. But when you actually go out in public, there's a way bigger gray area mm-hmm. than there is on either side of it. Right? There's pro COVID, yeah. anti COVID, and there's a bunch of people that are in the middle. And it's just more important that we don't kill each other in the meantime. Absolutely. But the social media posts and the stuff that gets amplified are those are those polars, mm-hmm. the polar regions, especially right now the polar regions that are that are going with the narrative. So these Absolutely. these politics, especially when the corporations start backing them up too. So I mean, I don't know. It's got to be a weird spot. Anyway, the point I'm kind of making around trying to make in a roundabout sort of way is that we've entered this era where where this like the shame affects everybody, but I think th- these corporations and the pharmaceutical companies are starting to really, really ramp that up, and it and it can be used. There is this side of me that goes with it's all a bunch of nefarious politicians, and there's this other side of me that says, you know, that these premiers and governors, not all of them, but some of them, especially when you get down to mayors and city council members that are freaking the fuck out. I mean. Some of them are probably on some payrolls somewhere, sure. But by and large, most of them can't be. But they still feel cornered to make this position, this 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 decision. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is based on, on having our media and our Hollywood. And it's Black Mirror, like you talked about, right? Well, if anyone hasn't figured it out yet, this is the fucking Black Mirror. Absolutely. And, you know, this is the problem. This is, mm-hmm. and whether it's a roundabout way that it's actually manipulating us to do things or it's just the fact that all the stuff on here has us hyper aware of what everybody's thinking all the time and i mean it's this weird well, not everybody the minority that's being amplified that's yeah, the problem the, yeah mm-hmm. like yeah because th- those algorithms <clears throat> algorithms are skewed too i mean they're they're meant to be divisively splitting us apart yeah well, even yeah. if they're not meant to do that, they just do that by our yeah. own human nature because sure. we're always going to naturally like things that agree with our outlook on the world. We're going to be friends mm-hmm. with people that agree with, you know, it's just sort of naturally, even without any nefarity in that, that's going to naturally scale out like that, I think, over mm-hmm. time. And I think that this is kind of the culmination of if you, like, this is my explanation of it without having a crazy Illuminati that I've heard there very well could be. I'm not ruling yeah, yeah. that out. Like, the one world government stuff could be right around the corner as, as well. But the drug companies have really, really, really taken over the place. And, like, you talk to guys like Dal Bigtree and he'll, you know, it's it's there. It, all the stuff's there to look at. Like, pharma's out lobbying, defense, and I forget the other big one, tech. Those two combined— 
Pharma's mm-hmm. still out lobbying them like four or five to one. Oh, yeah. And they've completely taken over all of the networks via drug advertising. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we're really in that spot now where you have where you can't make a movie or a documentary or say anything on the news negative about a pharmaceutical company or it's over. So it's kind of like, I think, I don't know. I go back and forth on whether it's all the politicians taking over the place or if it's just a few pharma people and this is their way because if they can get the COVID one mandatory or at least not even mandatory, but needed for travel and everything else, Mm -hmm. that's just going to open the floodgates. Yep. And the next thing you know, it's going to be, you need the measles too, and you need this year's flu shot, and you need, (laughs) and you need, and you need. Because then what they're going to do is they're going to start saying that, they'll start admitting that the measles vaccine is a problem. And that, you know, that actually should be an annual too. Because I think that's where they're headed in this, is they want them all to be annuals. They want them all to be government money so that, You know, Darren and Graham don't have to come up with uh, 400 bucks to get their shot. So it's all guaranteed money. But the hope in that would be that is they don't care that it's they're not going to be so hard on the mandation part of it because the doses are already sold. And they're making a Mm -hmm. killing. And they're making it with half the people. And they're making a killing with half the people. Well, the governments are going to buy enough doses for everybody. Right, regardless of whether they use them or not, the money's been paid for. I mean, that's what's so frustrating. They've already made made hay through this whole thing. I mean, look oh, yeah. at the billions that you guys have put in Amer- in America. I mean, all the it's insane. And then so, but but still, getting back to the the bogus stats and the fear point. I mean, that's what makes me think that this is the the great reset, and that they know they know they must know this. Mm-hmm. And either they <laughs> chose either they chose a really bad one, and it's not working as planned, and they decide to go ahead with it anyways. Or, or they're, um, they're just know how freaking it doesn't matter. They can just push yeah. it out and it doesn't matter because they know everybody's just going to follow along. So, and they can throw all this symbolism and all this crap in our face and, and say they're going to do it and do the event 201 and the decade of vaccines and lockstep and dark winter and, and, uh, you know, the project runway with the COVID model with the mask on last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just throwing it in your face because they know it doesn't even matter. They just plow their way through and they all these stats are just it doesn't even matter to them. Yep. Well, I think the Great Reset, as we've discussed, has been going, been planned for a long, long time now. But I think this COVID situation was sort of an experiment. Like, how many hoops can we get? the masses to jump through. Yeah. And I think they've, it, they've had such an easy time of it. Like when, do, when do you point, think they realize that? I don't know. Uh, maybe very soon, maybe a couple of months into it. Maybe like I, I April, know. March, April or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and not only have people been more than willing to jump through these hoops, but then they start being the dogs for the state. Also, they start calling each other out and dividing themselves up and they just kind of just sit back and watch the fireworks. So I think because it's been so easy to get people to comply, they're like, well, shit, we were going to do this in a couple of years. Let's just do this now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> seems, seems like the right fucking time to do it. And it, it is. I think it is. I think so many people are so, so strongly divided. I don't know about in Canada, but in America, everything is so politicized. We got Trump. So, you know, if you question the narrative at all, you're automatically a racist Trump supporter. There's no nuance in between those two extremes, you know, and if you're for masks, well, then you're a liberal and you're, you know, you're a hero because you're doing it for other people. Um, I don't know if it's divided along political lines in Canada like that, but a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So then you go online and you get people shouting at each other and all that shouting at each other does is solidify both sides. So it doesn't, there's no conversation. There's no exchange. There's no nuance there, which is exactly what needs to happen. So it just further divides people, which makes something like this super easy to do super fucking easy. So once you've got sides, then it's easy. And the majority are the people that comply. Then those are the people that are going to take the jab without a fight at all. And then they're going to help you actually get on the streets and shame everybody else who doesn't go along with the, with the program. You know, 
it's nuts. It's 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 disappointing. I'm disappointed in humanity. Yeah, for, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I know their intentions, at least to them, are good. But come on, do some research. Look a little bit under the. But that's that's got a tight seal on it too, because then you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. If you question anything at all, then you're a nutcase. You know, for even thinking that. Why would billionaires in a government funded by corporations ever try and fuck us over? Dude, weren't you at the Occupy marches like a few years ago saying, talking about the 5% and stuff like that? These are the same people doing that, you know, like the disconnect is astounding. Uh, Yeah, I'm disappointed too. And I don't know what to do on a personal level because I don't want to live through the lie, like not mm -hmm. live, but I don't want to participate in it. And it's becoming slimmer and slimmer. You know, it's it's becoming harder and harder to be able to do that already without, For you sure. know, without <clears throat> uh, shooting up a red flag and, and making, you know, I feel like going around the bullhorn sometimes or a big sign <laughs> or a big exactly. sign or, or a big sign and just start referencing scientific studies or something yeah. else for people to, but I mean, I, like I said, I don't think, I think we're past the wake up stage. It's just, it's just how to, how to approach it from an authentic level. Like I, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Also that, that is convenient about all this is that we can't congregate in groups in public. So I thought about, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to have a, to rent a space out a big space that holds maybe four or 500 people and have a debate, have a public debate between both sides and then you know a civil one not a shouting match or anything like that just so both sides can can air their grievances and and point to their charts and stuff like that but you know we can't do that because that's congregating now it's i think we're down to 50 people in my county we're down to 10 right now 10 holy shit wow so that's a great idea but you know who won't debate right you know who won't open it up and their excuse will be, you can't give them any, you know, any, you can't give them the satisfaction of a conversation or you can't even highlight their side. You know, it's yeah. that, it's that bad that they can't even mm-hmm. debate. But yeah. our, our, our health leader, what's, I don't even know what her title is. The one that does all the conferences. Health minister. Is it, are the, is she a health minister, minister of, of province health? or? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, the one that's whispering in the ear of the premier. Mm-hmm. They're going back and forth. There's a big, big uh, controversy over the leak. There's a leak, leak tape of them of him not listening to her advice or something like that. <laughs> so she had to address it, and then that same speech where she addressed it, she talked about the particles being aerosolized. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is interesting because our Alberta, the other official Alberta website, not the other one, the other thing the Alberta website shows is that. It's not proven that masks, wearing masks, stop the virus. Mm-hmm. Protect, it's not proven that wearing masks protect you from the virus, right on the Alberta website. And yet she mentions that these are particleized, and in specific instances, they will travel farther and stay in the air longer, like exercising in a spot, or she tried to make a couple specific instances but my sense was that they're dancing around this trying to say like it's going to be out in the air no matter what whether you're wearing a mask or not because the mask's not going to stop anything if it's aerosolized if it's the droplets and that's they're trying to make it about the droplets now so it's gone from the mask is going to protect you to it's going to stop the droplets but now when you look at it, it's just like a filtration of just shooting out all these little Small particles like of the mask doesn't stop anyways. And now they're going to sit in the air for longer because oh they've been God. ejected through this. What was the term that that I was reading that website? The term about the uh, in, inject ejecting the particles out of a oh, mask. I, I forget hyper something or other. Yeah, but it's so it's really, really interesting the way they're dancing around this. Um, Thank God. This aerosolized thing, which uh, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, uh, just another interesting little kind of a side note, but kind of going along with confrontations and stuff like that. I remember hearing on your guys's Pam Popper episode, uh, somebody sent an email about going into maybe it was Whole Foods. For some reason, I was thinking it was Sprouts. Yeah, I don't know if it was Whole Foods either. I think. Yeah. You think it maybe it was Sprouts? Yeah. And and the 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 person confronted him and ended up escorting him to the 
the, the cash register or something like that. And he kind of had fun with it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of that and I'd never, since I decided not to wear a mask, um, I guess maybe I should go into why I stopped wearing a mask. I was at a grocery store checking out, buying groceries for people because that's what I do in between jobs. And uh, I heard this woman just being very loud and very rude and talking about, well, if you don't have one, you've got to take one. I'd be glad to give you one. And so I turned around and there's this little short woman who works at the grocery store shouting at this dude who didn't look confrontational at all. He kind of had his head down. He was a little timid, but very polite. And uh, she's talking about the mandate and that's the law. And I said, I turned around and I said, it's not a mandate is not a law. It's more like a suggestion. Uh, there's no cop that's going to come and take this person away because they're not wearing a mask. And she, and I said, well, what if he's got a medical exemption? Well, he didn't say so. And so she just keeps chattering on at this guy and the guy looks over and says, thank you. And I like, thank you for sticking up to me. And I said, well, how about this? And I took off my mask right in front of her, which totally pissed her off, <laughs> but there was nothing she could do, you know? So I ended up meeting the guy in the parking lot and he was very thankful and he did have a, a medical exemption. Uh, he was just too polite to say so. Um, and he ends up, he knows this law firm that's going to sue this corporation anyway. So I go into sprouts. I don't have a mask on. And, uh, I'd never done this since I decided not to wear a mask. And the little timid person who's like the bouncer outside of Sprouts said, uh, uh, do, you, do you need a mask? And I said, no, I have a medical exemption. That's my loophole. And uh, so she goes, okay. She was kind of nice and polite, but I saw her run to <laughs> another little higher up, <laughs> like, like a little penguin. And, uh, so I just, you know, went about my business, started shopping. And, um, so the second person who was obviously flustered and did not want to have a confrontation like this said the same thing. And I said, I have a medical exemption. I am shopping. This is what I do for a living. And that's fine. You can call the cops if you'd like, but I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. And so then she runs off like a little penguin to the next person. And she comes at me like a stampeding elephant and said, you know, you've got to get out of the store. Uh, you can't, it's our store policy. You can't have a mask. You, we can't have you shop here. And I said, I'm going to keep shopping. This is what I do for a living. I'm in the middle of buying groceries for somebody. Call the cops. I please, I implore good, good you to you. call the yeah. cops. Yeah. yeah. Because I know I've heard I have somebody who's communicated with the city cops here and they have no desire. They've, they're never going to answer a call like that. I know that for a fact. And uh, so she said, well, we just won't check you out then. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> She's got me. Checkmate, man. What do, what do I do with that? Just, I can't just, just walk take out. Take the groceries. <laughs> That's the thing. I was in the middle of a batch shopping for somebody else. I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? You know, like I didn't even have a backup mask on me. So I, she won. I, I, I left and had to go out and figure out how to cancel the batch. But damn, like that's so like to find out that there are stores that don't even have the loophole of being medically exempt. Like, what, what, what do those people do? You know, like, that's why I decided to stop wearing a mask at that point, because I'm going to stand up for this dude, you know, and my girlfriend is the same way. She's met as a medical exemption. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, but she doesn't even want to do it because she doesn't want to be confronted or she doesn't want to stand yeah. out. I mean, that's the exactly. thing. A lot of these people with exemptions don't want to even disobey. My girlfriend's the same way. She gets yeah. really anxious about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So it stinks. Like, yeah. And the problem, the see the hard, the really hard time I have with this is that it's just all my belief is now, and I don't like to be too dogmatic about any belief, but that the that they're just making it worse, and that they've never yeah. worked for this. They say yeah. it on the box of the N95s: the cloth yeah. masks do nothing. You can blow all kinds of shit through them. They're not really protecting you. People are touching them all over the place. Yeah. Darren was we were arguing about today or talking about today. Darren was like, "Well, the people are just pulling them out of their." pockets and their car consoles and everywhere. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's just so frustrating that to watch it all fall apart based on what I think is just a big lie, you know, yep. or at least subjective enough that you could argue that like my argument is even if they did work, I don't agree with it. 
Yep. Even if the masks work 100%, I don't agree with it because it's not, yeah. we shouldn't be doing any of this stuff. Yeah. It's and not it's not like, in the big, big picture. you know, there's microbiologists and doctors and scientists from all over Europe and the States and they're not getting their voice heard. I mean, how, how can we have so many professionals being censored and nobody even really knows about it? Yeah. The censorship is insidious. It's so insane right now. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting shadow banned and their accounts shut down and suspended. It's left and right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. If this is such fringe stuff, then why are you guys so worried about exactly. it? Like, <laughs> let the nuts speak, you know? Yeah. Let them have their soapbox in the in the town square. Yeah. <sighs> nuts. What are, what are we going to do with all this, huh? I don't know, man. I think you got to find your tribe and, and just and talk to your loved ones. Have some real serious conversations with your loved ones about yeah. about. It. I think that's the, I mean, I don't know what else to do to prepare. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's all you can do. I think that's all you can do in life. It's not like I know people try and. That's why some people get into politics is to try and change the world from a policy point of view or a law point of view. But this, that stuff doesn't stick. You, you got to change from inside first. That's the stuff that sticks. And I think the people that you can most directly affect are the people around you. You know, yeah. or the people in our earshot, or you know. Yeah. I think that's the most surefire thing. Somebody that you have a connection with already. Yeah. We just had a great conversation before we recorded this with a, a guy who's, uh, he, who helps, uh, heal people and train them through awareness of your consciousness. And mm -hmm. it's just sort of what you're talking about, you know, cool. going inside and finding that awareness to heal, you know, whatever your thoughts, your, your feelings, your, all that stuff. And then that Absolutely. will resonate. That'll, that'll, you can connect with other people through that metaphysical yeah. awareness. Yeah. I heartedly yeah. agree. Yeah. I think that's why it's really important not to be confrontative. Like I think Pam Popper said something like be kind, be right or something like be kind first, be right last. Yeah. Like, I think that's important, you know, like it's, emotional as we all get and puffy chested. I think it's easy to push people away if they, for some reason, blindly talk about wearing masks, for instance. But I think it's important to not, you know, not distance yourself from those people and try and understand where they're coming from. Like give them the benefit that they may not even be giving you. Yep. You know, I yeah. agree. Yeah. That's important. 100%. Yeah. Darren, what do you got, buddy? I, I don't got nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Needing something? Would you like me to have something? No, no. You're still just like <laughs> what, you haven't had any mask problems lately, anything like that. Mm, well, what did you say? What did you say today? Or, or I think it seems to be getting. It seems to be getting like we used to have. Uh, I think it's getting worse for freedom here. It's 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 at the point now where I think in a couple weeks especially because they warned us that they're going to lock things down even tighter if people don't comply and nobody's complying or not nobody, but there's never going to be a hundred percent compliance. So they're leaving themselves an out to just shut her down even more. And I think that's probably what is on Darren's mind. And my mind is that in a couple of weeks, it might be even harder because these people might be more scared and more freaked out. And then I don't know, mm -hmm. then what do you do with your truth? I just bought an Xbox just for that reason. <laughs> The new Xbox came out, so the old ones are super cheap. And I was just thinking, oh, cool. You can pay that 15 bucks a month and you get access to 100 games or something like that. And I was just mm -hmm. like, you know what? If we can't leave the fucking house all winter, we're going to need something to do. It's getting a little cold to be out hunting and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you run into that real problem of if nothing's open, there's really not much to do out of the fucking house. Yeah. We'll get sure. some Chinooks and stuff, so but it is it's getting to that season where we can't just go out hunting all day because it's you know fucking cold and wintry, yeah. And you can only do yeah. so much work on the podcast and books and stuff. I mean, you gotta have some entertainment in there, yeah. Oh, yeah, you Absolutely. gotta do something. You're just gonna fall right into the technocratic tra trap. You're gonna be like, <laughs> just pay me my UBI and let me sit there and play these games. And oh, you're way closer to that than I am, <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> Yeah. Well, are we rounding up on an hour? Here? I think so. Yeah. What do you got coming up? Like, what are what are some of your plans for your show? Uh, let's see. Who do I got coming up? I, actually, Friday I'm interviewing uh, Kimmy Robertson from Twin Peaks. 
wow. the secretary in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Awesome. To see if she has any freaky stories about uh, being on set and working with David Lynch and wow. all that crazy really? universe. One of my favorite shows. I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with that. When that comes out, send me a link because I got a lot of a yeah. lot of friends that are into Twin Peaks, but I never end up cool. watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just interviewed a guy named Christopher Bache who uh, wrote a book on inner traditions, LSD, and the universal mind, and he, uh, through a course of twenty years, had seventy three. He went through it by Stanislav Grof's uh, protocols. Yeah. 73 super duper intense acid experiences and all of this crazy stuff that he called from it. It's really amazing. It's, it's one of those, it's, as I say in the intro to the podcast, it hasn't come out yet, but um, hearing him speak is kind of like I used to get listening to old Terrence McKenna tapes. Like wow. you would just get into an altered state of mind, just like contemplating all the stuff that he's talking about. So that's great. Uh, the episode that's coming out next is uh, Joshua Kutchin and Timothy Renner talking about their Bigfoot book. I don't know if you guys know about that. I heard a little bit about it, I think, yeah. Where the Footprints End. Yeah. Great, great fucking book. So that's some of the stuff that's coming up. Awesome. Yeah. What about you guys? Well, we got one coming up with uh, how to, how to uh, what do you call it? Soil brew, uh, your own mushrooms. Uh, and concentrate on fucking Minecraft vids, I think, or Fortnite <laughs> or something. I mean, these kids are making a killing. I could get excited and rant and rave. I think I could do it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> like Everything's got to be over the top all the time. Uh-huh. Really? Is that, yeah, well, we, why don't you try it on the show first? And then you can take it to your little games. Do what? Over the your top. little games. Over the top. Cry America is not an over-the-top show, bro. That would just ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, if I just started being over-the-top all of a sudden. We're going to hey. talk about, culti- we're gonna talk about culti- hey, cultivating, uh, cultivating your own shrooms. Little oh, kits. Cool. Yep. Nice. That's coming up next week. And then Freedom for Canada. We're hoping to get them on, too. And then... Uh, there's just too many. Honestly, I was just telling Darren before we started recording, it's overwhelming with mm-hmm. just scheduling and the amount of people that we want to talk to and the amount of people that really seem to want to talk to us. It's just yeah, no more. It's interviews. amazing. This is yeah. the last one. We got one coming out that hasn't been released yet. That's uh, First We Eat, and it's about a family up in northern BC, like or no, no, sorry, Yukon. northern uh, northern Canada in Yukon, mm-hmm. 300 kilometers from the, the Arctic Yukon. Circle, the Yukon. <laughs> and uh, they went a year eating locally, like oh, within nice. this nice little uh, radius of their town in the middle of nowhere. So it was cool. really tough through the winter. They had to stock all this food. It was a fantastic uh-huh. documentary of this family that oh, did great. that. So that's coming out uh, as well soon. And Jamie Janover is coming out. And we have Adam it's Apollo coming, coming on as it's well. today. Uh, Adam Apollo. Cool. So those guys are kind of Resonance Foundation guys, kind of like the, uh-huh. uh, you or know, tomorrow. the... The magician, the the uh, you know the wizards of the you know Nassim Harriman world. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. What wizards? Yeah, Adam's That's a wizard. What you yeah. With? yeah. Okay. Adam says he's a wizard. Okay. Jamie is more of like an artist musician, I would say. But mm-hmm. but you know. cool. But the way Jamie Great. put the way Jamie put into terms about how to to resonate. And how you, how, how you, it's like after all these years and we talked to him like three times, but he explained how when you're resonating in a higher vibration, how you'll notice something or notice people or notice opportunities and mm-hmm. how you can sort of perpetually keep that, that going. Yeah. It was the one yeah. that really clicked for me the way he explained it. So cool. Yeah. That's some good yeah. stuff. It, you can really tell your state of mind when you, in what you pick out in other people, you know? Yeah. If yeah. you're in an enlightened state, you can see everybody as that way. If you're in a crummy state of mind, everybody seems grumpy and grimy and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Grimy? Makes- really, bro? <laughs> that's, that's the word <laughs> I'm not good at drawing words out of the air. Grimes, uh, well, I'll, I'll edit. Grimes. You know, Grimes. I think he's probably been called grimy his whole life. So, <laughs> <Sons of bitches. laughs> all right, guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Is, is hey, that, you, want? you want some of that? Yeah, go over the top. More yeah. of that. Hey, well, was, yeah, this has been a blast, man. Uh, we Likewise. should do it again. Yeah, do it absolutely. Again I bet I can for sure, an arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, thank you. I've, I can't really say thank you for coming onto my show because we're kind of simultaneously on each other's show. But yeah, this has been great. The first time I've ever done this. So I can't think of two better chaps to do it with. Awesome. Right on. Well, yeah. We're glad to, to right pop, pop your Swapcast cherry. That. We've done that. We've, we've popped a couple Swapcast cherries, I think. You guys are old pros. Yeah. Old dirty man <laughs> popping cherries. You're the doms. Oh. That's what I no. like about them high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Graham and grimy Darren. Yeah. So, keep me out of the <laughs> Dirty Graham, DG. There you go. Grimy Darren, GD. There we go. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right. Good to see Take you. care, guys. Yeah. All right. Yes, Ciao. let's do it again soon. Okay. See ya. Farewell. And that was our chat with Dirty Mike and the boys. Just kidding. The Melt cast. Melt. The Melt. The Melt. Yeah. Yeah, great podcast. It's got that professional sound too, like the NPR kind of edited together nicely. Top. And no, <laughs> no, not quite over the top. <laughs> but yeah, good. Under the top, just well massaged, just right out yeah, the top. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our swap cast cherry busting extravaganza. Uh, if you're getting some value from these podcasts delivered to your phone or your Black Mirror device. Uh, send a little value back our way. You can pop on that black mirror, go to grimerica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly or one-time donation. Be fabulous. Listen, if you're on Stripe, you got to check it or switch to PayPal or something. The Stripe ain't working great. I'm getting emails from people saying it's not a problem on their end, but the payments aren't going through. So if your payment's not going through and you want to just go to PayPal or try regenerating it, if you email me, I can cancel that for you so you can remake a new one. But I think our Skype monthlies are failing at like a 75% rate right now. So if you're on Stripe, take a look. Email me if you want to figure that out. We love you. Grimerica.ca slash support. If you're getting some value from the show, guys, you're all we got. The only way the show exists is if you guys hit grimerica.ca slash support. There's also the Melt podcast. The link will be in the show notes. Check that stuff out. Do all the stuff in the show notes. Join the chats. There's a thousand crazy motherfuckers in there. Grimerica.ca slash chats. I think it's like a thousand. And subscribe on YouTube if you want. We're almost at, we're almost at 10,000. We don't really want to get to 10,000, but let's linger around 9,999 for as long as possible, just in case. 9.67. Yeah. And thanks to everybody for watching and listening. That's it. We love you. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.